everyone. Welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. Starting off our podcast ventures, Mike and I set a goal to prep, record, produce, and release a podcast approximately every other Friday through the end of this year. You may have noticed that we released one last week. So why are we doing such a quick turnaround? Why do we have one this week too? Our hope is that this episode, hashtag blessed, can be both a mindful and recalibrating episode for our listeners heading into the year end and this holiday season. Our thoughts were that hopefully we could get this out to our listeners before this Friday. So you have something to listen to, maybe driving to visit your family or while you have some time off work. So let's get to it. I'm going to interrupt you right there. You're saying hashtag blessed. I mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of people I've run into our clients, friends, you know, are having a hard time uh, seeing 2020 as a blessed year. It's, you know, you see all these memes on, on social media or in the news about, you know, what a nightmare 2020 has been. So what do you mean? Hashtag blessed. Yeah. And I, I appreciate you pointing that out. I think this year has been crazy. And I think if you yeah turn on the TV, open to your computer everywhere, you're going to see information on, okay, well, riots in the streets, people losing jobs, things are crazy. And I think it's important to, to take that and say, okay, maybe there is some bad in the world. Maybe there's a lot going on, but it's all based on the underlying aspect of, okay, these are all changes. So maybe someone lost their job, but maybe losing that job gave them the opportunity to get rid of a job that they hated and open up to, oh, well, this is the dream job I've always been looking for. Now I'm going to start searching and progressing towards that. Maybe it's not just, okay, things suck right now. (laughs) Maybe it's, let's focus on, okay, this could be our year of transformation. This could be our chance to change. The reason I call this hashtag blessed is more just because I want people to take a moment and say, you know what? I, I actually am blessed. If I'm, if you're listening to this on a on some kind of podcast service, then you at least have a phone or a computer. You have some kind of device of your own so that you can be listening to this. Um, If you have a roof over your head or a car that you could live in as a roof over your head, or, I mean, we have clients that are living out of vans because um, just because it's economically friendly for them. And they think that's an awesome opportunity. I think it's important to notice that maybe life is hard, but you are blessed. And so I kind of want to transition that into, so where I'm going with this is it's all about mindset. I don't know about the rest of you, but this has been a stressful year for me. I think there's, I've had a lot of changes and I'm trying to just be better overall. I'm trying to be a better worker, a better fiance, better friend, athlete. I mean, you name it. I'm, I'm trying to grow myself. And I think that that's created a lot of stress. And I saw myself going, oh, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. This is, this is hard. And I recently read an article and correct me if you guys are scientists, cause I don't know the true science. I just read the article and took it for face value, but it said that stress and excitement are kind of similar in your brain. And so maybe you're not actually stressed. Maybe I'm excited because I've got these work opportunities and um, there's all this good in my life. And it's a lot at once. And so I'm calling it stress, but what it really is, is just excitement. And so if I frame it as I'm excited because 
I'm getting married in a year. I'm excited because I've got a fitness challenge for myself. I'm excited because I'm trying to take on more work opportunities. And maybe instead of having all the cortisol that is released and all the bad hormones of, oh, I'm stressed, you get all these good hormones of, oh, I'm enlightened, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm feeling good. And so I think it's helpful for people to say, maybe take a look at how you're feeling. Are you stressed or are you blessed? And if you're blessed, then, okay, how do you be excited about that? How do you change how that feels for you? And if it is stress, if it is bad things, if it's a negative friend or family member, if it's a bad thing in your life, then maybe that's the time to recalibrate and change what you're doing, change who you're evolving yourself with, um, change your strategy. So taking even a further step forward, you're, you're all probably going, okay, Taylor, I signed up for finance. <laughs> what is this? You, you're just going off on a tangent about how I need to feel good. And, and honestly, I think the premise of this is I wanted to say that Mike and I often talk about finance, both with the, the concrete details and the, okay, 401k, things I need to do. But we also talk about it from a philosophical perspective of, okay, how I live my life, how my mindset is, what kind of habits I create, the, that is what builds me to the point of reaching these financial goals. That's the underlying needs to get to those overall big changes. And so, Mike, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong or. No, I think that's all good. I, and I, I don't think you mentioned it, but, you know, the timing is good. Next work next week we're we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving and you know even then it's going to be difficult because a lot of people won't be able to get together with family at least as many as they thought they would or you know you have some of these uh, restrictions in place but the whole idea of Thanksgiving I think ties into that that theme of uh, hashtag blessed I, I do want to push back because a lot of people you know don't necessarily feel blessed right now or feel like you're just trying to put a good face on things, but let's just admit it. It sucks. <laughs> um, but I think your point, and I've, I've preached this, this to myself, my daughters and, and all of our clients for, for a long time. And it is my own personal experience that if I change my mindset about, about what is going on in my life um, and I, I do focus on what I need, what I can and really ought to be grateful for that does end up changing the outcome of what I have as an experience. Um, you know, you're not just talking yourself out of things or into things, but that mindset does make a difference. You know, that's sort of a popular buzzword right now. Uh, people having greater awareness or, or, or mindset, but I think, it, I think it's powerful. So I agree with you. Um, it's, it's not easy necessarily to do when you have challenging times like this, but it's all that much more important. I think it's all that much more important. That's what we wanted to do is remind people and remind ourselves, you know, uh, to, to take some time and, and to um, acknowledge what's going on, but also talk about what we have to be grateful for um, because there is so much, we are truly blessed, you know, all of us, um, some more than others, but, but all of us you know, living in this country are blessed just for the, the freedoms that we have and the, the ability to have an impact on, on our lives or where we want to go to set goals and to go after them. And so tagging on what you said about, okay, we're blessed because we have the opportunity to set goals and go after them. 
what are some goals that you've had lately? I know um, you recently finished, is it your sixth half marathon, your sixth yeah, Moab? So, so it's interesting. Uh, six years ago, I started, um, you know, you were talking about vulnerability. I don't know if I want to give one. I, I started a half marathon with a spouse that I had at the time. Um, and, uh, since then we're, we're no longer married, but, um, I have continued that, that, uh, marathon partly cause the it's in Moab and I have great memories of, uh, spending time in Moab with my, my middle brother, Mont, uh, backpacking, uh, sometimes with Mark, sometimes with my dad, but, but primarily with Mont, uh, we spent a fair amount of time out in Moab and the, yeah, the, if you haven't been to Moab before, it's a really interesting special place uh in terms of the the topography the rock formations um but running in that that environment and training for it each of the last six years now i did finish again it was actually a special year because my oldest daughter crescent joined me um it wasn't necessarily my fastest year <laughs> um and for those of you know who the know about tra trail running you know it's not necessarily the same thing as uh it's not at all the same experience as street running, but um, it's it was a joy to spend the time with uh, Crescent. And uh, on the downside, I, I, I was slower and I probably didn't train as well as I could have. I certainly didn't stretch as well as I could have. Um, that's that's one of my biggest things, you know, it's uh, um, being able to, to stretch and make sure that I'm prepared that way. Um, but that was definitely a goal that I feel, you know, I feel good about six years in a row. And my intention is to, to register again next year and keep that, keep that role rolling. Yeah. Well, and so <clears throat> do you feel that the mindset that you put yourself in of, okay, this is these happy memories. This is me looking forward to continuing on a tradition. Do you feel that that helps you get through the half marathon or do you feel that helps you? at least get to like signing up again. Cause you're going, okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you know, you, you have this identity, everyone has this identity that they put together and um, my identity, I, I sometimes say, well, I'm not really a very good runner. Well, that is my, that's my identity. I am a runner. You know, I have a runner identity. I, I have run, I've run a full marathon before I've run plenty of 10 Ks. I've run the Boulder, Boulder a ton. Um, so I think of myself as a runner, at least a jogger, <laughs> um, but I don't think of myself as a fast runner. So I have that identity and I, I, so throughout the year, I do run. You know, if you think of yourself of a runner as a runner, then you do you do end up running some. <laughs> yeah. um, think of yourself as a serious runner, then you run more. If you think of yourself as a as a uh, you know a person who is a late night person, you know, I always I always stay up late at night working or whatever. Um, then you're going to do that. That's going to feed into that. So the identity that we have can be changed. It's not easy because we all have this sort of script in our heads. Uh, again, one of them is in my case. Yeah, I'm I'm a runner. I'm a I'm a Moab uh, half marathon trail runner. Um, so I do put it in my calendar to sign up as soon as I can when it's available because it's a popular run, and it and it sells it sells out uh, usually. So I have thing you know markers throughout the year that remind me. Well, that's part of who I am, and and that does not only get me to the starting line, but does like you said get me that feeds me throughout the race. Uh, to getting me there, you know, to get me to the finish line to actually say, no, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to actually finish this. It's kind of funny just hearing you talk about how you identify yourself as a runner and how that creates the habit of, okay, here and there, you're doing runs, you're doing races. That makes me wonder about my own experience because 
you say you're a runner. And I, I think if someone asked me, Taylor, are you a runner? I would say, yeah, I'm a slow runner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm a jogger. (laughs) I, I mean, I can, I've got the mentality that I can push myself through. I mean, I probably couldn't do a full marathon, but I, I mean, if someone said we're doing a half marathon tomorrow, I could probably push myself through it very difficultly, <laughs> um, but I would also be very slow. And I, I wonder if me having the mentality of saying that, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a slow runner <laughs> is part of what holds me back from running faster. And so I wonder if I need to actually kind of reframe that into, Hey, no, I'm, I'm a speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> I think that that's important to you. I mean, that's, that's the thing is people have to realize that whenever Whenever you want a new identity from being, you know, a jogger like me to, no, I'm actually a competitive runner. Um, that, that takes change. That takes work. That takes dedication, uh, both physically and in that case, both physically and mentally. But at the first step, and that's partly the tie into the hashtag blessed, blessed um, is to identify your thoughts. You know, how do I identify myself? Do I think, you know, a different example is, you know, people this is very common in the golf world. You know, people will ask, well, are you a golfer? And most people say, you know, yeah, I don't exactly call myself a golfer because <laughs> they don't, you know, most people don't spend enough time on the course to golf that well. Um, I'm having that on ex- my own experience. You know, I golfed a little bit more this year, mainly because of the COVID situation to get outside for the exercise that way was, it seems like that was more popular this year, but, but I'm starting to identify myself as a golfer, not just as a, no, I don't really go. I, I sometimes play, but I'm not a golfer. I'm trying, I'm starting to say, no, I'm actually a golfer. And, and that means that will, well, maybe I need to go out to the range <laughs> more often. That'll change my behavior. You know, um, I'll think differently about myself and my identity and that will change some of the actual actions. And that creates a spiral for, for life change for when you can say, but, but it does start with, Going back to the original theme, you know, being conscious of what your strengths are or what you have to be grateful for or the assets that you do have. You know, we sometimes use that uh, non-financial net worth with clients. And I think that, you know, I always say this, people kind of laugh because they come to us for, you know, make my net worth grow, make my investments grow. But the investments are an effect. The financial net worth is an effect. The cause of it truly is someone's mental uh, net worth or, or non-financial net worth, your mindset that you talk about, you know, what are the kinds of habits? How do I see myself and do I reinforce those habits? All that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I think um, like I have the mindset of, Oh, I'm a saver. And so to me, it's every paycheck, I have to be putting something away to be saving. People will come to us and say, Oh yeah. Like, how do you, how do you make me more wealthy? How do you grow my assets? And I think part of that is, looking at yourself as this is part of my identity. Part of my identity is I'm a saver. I may here are some goals that I have for myself. I, maybe you're a boat owner. Maybe you're, you want your net worth to hit a certain level. I know we had one client who once said, I think it was, you want to be part of the three comma club. And so that was part of the identity that he was reaching for was what he called the three comma club. And that basically means he wanted to reach up to being a millionaire. And I think, part of how he got that, got to that goal was by saying, okay, this is how I identify myself. I'm going to be that three comma club member. Now that's, um, that's a billionaire, right? I mean, three, or was it billionaire? Or it- millionaire only has uh, two commas in it. You know, it's got, oh. 
I don't. I, then what was he? Was it? Yeah, I think, I think you're talking about billionaire. I mean, and that's a, that's a pretty ambitious goal for most people to become a billionaire. I mean, there's only you know, maybe three or four thousand billionaires in the entire world, the entire 7.5 billion people on the earth. There's only about 3,000 of them. Um, yeah. But there will be more and more. I mean, as we, I should say it's contingent if we, as a world, continue toward the path of freedom. And again, this is my, uh, my little lecture on capitalism. If, if we actually have a free world, if we're working more toward freedom, allowing individuals to, to achieve what they want for themselves and, and to keep more of what they achieve, um, that creates more billionaires, that creates more wealth. And, and we're definitely going to be on that. I mean, we're definitely, in one sense, we're, especially in the U.S., having some hiccups on that path uh, where people are saying, no, we don't want this much freedom and billionaires aren't good. But that's not honest. Most people know that billionaires are good. It's a wonderful thing to have more billionaires, more wealth is good. Um, and that's the three comma club that you're talking about. Uh, but whatever someone has, you know, whether they want... Um, a net worth of three commas or to run a faster marathon or to be a scratch golfer. Um, you know, that's the point is, is being focused on being purposeful and focused on improving your life in the way that is meaningful to you. But starting with that base of acknowledging uh, the, the blessings that you have. Yeah. Well, and another thing to note is I think it's um, you definitely need the mindset to get there, but I think you also need to pair it with the habits you need to create habits in order to get yourself to reach these goals. I think, um, I mean, you and I have had our goal training meetings over the last multiple years. And I think, I don't even know how many years I've had the goal of, I want to do a handstand on my list. (laughs) And you probably sat there and thought, okay, she doesn't want to do a handstand. (laughs) She's not, she's not that level of yogi. Definitely. (laughs) Um, and I think it's something where you, you have to create the habit. I think I've, I got myself to the mentality of, okay, here's what I want, but you also have to put the energy into it. You can't just say, oh, I've got this yoga skill. I'm going to be there without putting in the, the work too. Um, and I've also seen it fluctuate. I've seen days where, oh, I can do a handstand. I can hold it for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and then wait a couple months and, I can barely get up. So it's, it's something I think you have to, you have to create habits that, that lead you to your goal in order to actually reach it as well. Yeah. We, we see that all the time. You mentioned your, your identity as a saver and, and that, those little, those habits start can start really small. I mean, people can be good savers with a small amount of money and that really does build momentum. And just like you're saying with a handstand or anything you're trying to acquire as a skill, um, if you have the habit of working at it, even if it's small, in, what seems like small incremental improvement, it builds on itself. And that's what, that's the power of habits. Yeah. Well, and especially the saving thing. I think sometimes people come to us and they'll say, oh, well, if I don't have a hundred thousand and a million dollars, I'm, I'm not where I want to be to be starting to save. And I think you have to realize that everyone starts somewhere. I mean, when I was 10 years old, my parents would give me money to buy things and I would put the leftover quarters into a little box. And that was me just saying, okay, well, if I add a little bit more, every time I have a little bit of extra spare change, then eventually, I mean, eventually that little box ended up filling with a few hundred dollars, which as a kid was, I was rich. (laughs) I could buy everything. I could buy a house in my mind. Um, And so I think 
I want everyone to kind of hear that you don't have to be making huge steps. It can be small steps that build up into the goals that you want. Well, you and I were talking about before, you know, this, this, this idea for this podcast about how sometimes people have these, these grand goals, which is good. And then they, they uh, feel like they should be making much more progress. And that's partly because they're looking at the external world, but most of us even, you know, almost all of us are subject to media and social media. And we see these, you know, these idealistic things about, you know, here, here's the three comma person living the lifestyle, right? They're, they're a billionaire and they're living great, a great life. Or here's this, you know, this uh, incredibly fit uh, triathlete or, or marathoner, or this, here's this person who's, you know, saving thousands of dollars every month or tens of thousands of dollars every month. But that's the problem is that we, we have those examples out there and they should be inspiring. I mean, you know, I, whenever I watch, you know, a great golfer or a great tennis player, I'm, I'm inspired by that. And it shouldn't be one of those where, uh, well, I, you know, I kind of suck after all and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a very good saver and I don't have much to save. So I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to invest today. Um, that's, that's the wrong mindset. The, the right mindset is seeing that incremental progress, you know, in, in getting into a really strong habit of whatever it is that you're working toward. Yeah. And, and on that same page, I think you should make a note to celebrate as you do make little steps. So you don't have to wait until you hit your hundred thousand to celebrate. You could say, Hey, I've saved my first thousand dollars. Like I want to be proud of myself. I want to just have a moment to enjoy this. I know personally, I've recently set myself a goal to do 200 miles by the end of the year. And so it's 200 miles of fitness. I'm trying to just walk, run, bike, ski, whatever I can to get my body moving 200 miles. And I try to just mentally say, okay, every like 25 miles, I mean, that's a celebration. That is, that's more than I was going before. That's, it's something to be proud of as you're making each extra step. So, you know, in this uh, sort of spirit of things, what are you most grateful for right now? Um, oh, that is a good one. I, I, I could tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm always incredibly grateful for my family. Um, I am very fortunate to have uh, wonderful parents who are still alive and, and some, some siblings I'm very close to. And certainly my daughters are the joy of my life. So I am have incredible gratitude for my family. Um, I, I love our clients. You know, uh, we, we have, uh, an amazing group of clients who, who have been with us, many of them who have been with us for a long time and many of them who are new, but, um, we seem to attract some really quality people. Um, and I'm happy. I'm really excited about the opportunity to continue to help grow their wealth and their security. Um, I'm absolutely grateful for my health. Um, you know, especially during this time period where you see people who, you know, there are people who are suffering. Um, I, I have made it a habit for most of my life to do things that are active and to keep moving. So I think that's helpful. Uh, I have habits of taking, taking, you know, vitamins and, and, you know, eat, trying to eat as best as I can. Uh, but I am blessed with uh, relatively good health and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, I could, I could ramble off a lot of things. I, I do think it's important to do that around Thanksgiving. I, you know, that's, you know, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays just because, you know, it is sort of that, that uh, symbol of bountiful or flourishing, human flourishing. 
um, yeah, and, yeah. and acknowledging the, the harvest, acknowledging the hard work that we've had, uh, the, the challenges and tribulations that we might have had throughout the year, but to enjoy enjoy those things that we're grateful for right now. Yeah. Well, and, and you spent quite a bit of time talking about how you're grateful for your family. I'd like to say I'm just grateful for all of my relationships. I think I've had quite a handful of friends that lately I've just felt have been such a good support system. And, um, and along with my fiance and my family, I think all of the relationships in my life are definitely something to be very grateful for. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm glad. I mean, I feel guilty now a little bit by <laughs> just mentioning family because I do have a really close network of friends uh, um, myself and, and, and I'm very grateful for, for the role they play in my life and hopefully the role I play in their life. That's a good reminder. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, I, I definitely wanted to tell our viewers or listeners that it's, it's helpful to, yeah, to take a step back and just say, okay, maybe the world is crazy, but I am blessed. Here are some things I'm very thankful for. These are things I'm grateful for. These are people and relationships that I'm grateful for and opportunities that I have in my life that may be stressful, overwhelming, but might be exciting opportunities that you should just, you can change the way that you perceive things. And then hopefully that'll help you feel a little bit, I don't know, more comfortable in a time of just such overwhelming change and so much just turmoil in the world right now. You know, it is a good habit. I don't know. I don't know. I know I've talked to you, Taylor, about this before, but I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast. Um, I went through a program called the Strategic Coach Program uh, a number of years ago. By uh, It's put on by a guy named Dan Sullivan based out of Toronto, but he's an incredible life coach. And he has uh, an exercise that's really powerful. Um, I sometimes have been good in terms of my habit with regard to this, sometimes not as good, but I find that every time I do it, it really does make a difference. And it's basically just a gratitude focus. I mean, it's just a form that you, you either do in the morning or you do, you know, before you go to bed at night, uh, either one is, is probably pretty powerful to either end your day on this kind of a note or to start your day on this kind of a note. But it's basically just saying, you know, here, here are the things that I'm grat- that I'm grateful for, you know, making a note of why, you know, what you're grateful for and why you're grateful for it. And having a pot, what's called a positive focus to end or start the day can make a, a huge difference uh, in how you perform towards your goals. Yeah. Well, and I've done that. Um, my family, my mom likes to do these things where we'll do mindful type of stuff towards the end of the year. And I know one year she did, everyone had to think of like four things they were thankful for. And I think you're supposed to do four things every day. And so I had a whole list. And by the end of by the end of the month, I had like a, a huge list full of just people and places and memories and just all these great things in my life. And it's helpful to have it written down. It's the same thing with people saying you write down your goals, you're more likely to achieve them. I think it's helpful to write down the things that you're thankful for and grateful about. And it helps you be able to go back and reflect and say, oh yeah, I'm. it can almost bring you back to that moment where you're going, Oh, I'm so grateful that person in line smiled at me and that just made my day. Or why, why do you think it works that way? What, what, what is the magic in, you know, writing goals down or writing down what you're grateful for? What do you, what do you think that's about? I think it's, um, 
I kind of feel like it's, and this is like one of those AP lit moments in my life. It's like a metaphor for a contract is kind of what I think it is. It's like, you're saying writing it down is making it real. And it's saying, Oh, if this is, maybe this is what has already happened or this is what I plan to have happen, but this is kind of my metaphorical contract with the universe is where I think, I mean, with do you have the universe, no less. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, cause some things you write down. Yeah. Like say I said, Oh, I want to be a millionaire or a millionaire or something. Um, I think it takes a lot more than just me saying that to make that. So you need kind of the whole universe. I need to ideas, people, People yeah, I think so, you know, I, I I hear that. In fact, I I um, I kind of was steeped in that as I was growing up. As far as that that mentality of you know uh, asking the universe for things and the universe provides them, uh, and there I think there's something to that. Although it's a little more mystical for me, I, I think the thing that really helps is you know for you to achieve anything, it takes energy um, and it takes it takes motive. So when you when you acknowledge what you're grateful for or you're, you know, you're writing down goals, it creates energy. It actually creates motivation in you. And that's what it takes to actually get momentum going. And it's, it's an integration. I mean, this may be too far down the path, but it, it is a mind body integration. You're basically saying, here are my thoughts. And as my mother always told me, you know, thoughts are things too. You know, it's a thought. It has an identity. This thought of being a better, uh, a better uh, handstander, you know, someone who can actually be skillful, uh, on and getting into a handstand pose, you know, that's the thought and you capture that thought. And then you, you know, you're grateful for the way your body can move and it, it begins some momentum, but writing it down itself turns it into more of reality. It's actually out there in the world. Now it's not just, not just in your head as a thought, but actually a real thing on paper. But again, that's momentum toward actually turning it into a real thing as in hands handstands. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I also believe in the value of repetition. So having written something down, it's then it's already been in your mind and it's been written down. And I'd say to take it even a step further to share it with someone. So to say, hey, I felt thankful about this. I wrote down that I was thankful about this. And you tell your friends that, hey, I'm thankful for what you did or our friendship or this relationship. And I think that that kind of reinforces I don't know. I think the repetition is helpful too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so I hope this wasn't too mushy gushy for anyone who's listening. We, we definitely are still trying to focus primarily on finance, but I, I do think that having a good stable mindset on what you want your goals to be, what you want your ideal future to be, what you want your finances to look like, and then pairing that with good habits can be a great option to lead you to financial success um, along with just happiness overall. And so I really hope that this was great for everyone. And Mike, did you have any closing statements? You, you looked like you were going to say something. No, no, no. I, I just want to wish everyone a, a great weekend and a great uh, upcoming Thanksgiving. Um, we're thankful for you. Uh, whoever you are who are listening to this right now, um, we're grateful for that. And hopefully you're finding it useful and hopefully continually uh, more useful in your life and you'll share it with other people. Yeah. And once again, let us know if, if you guys have any ideas for future podcasts or just topics you want us to bring up in these. Okay. Have a great weekend. 